Welcome, Culture Power people. I am so happy to be here today. Why? Well, we're alive. It's a brand new day. And yes. I get to speak to Mr. Brian Collier. Brian, take it away. Hello, my name is Brian Collier, and I'm pleased to be here. I'm an author and illustrator of picture books. Yes. Look at me putting a little French flair on your name, Brian Collier. Yes, it's I'll Collier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I, I learned about you from your most recent book and correct me if it's not your most recent book, but it's called love is loud. Right. Yes. Right. So it's this book about Diane Nash. Right. And it's, yes, there it is. So tell me how you got involved with this book. Well, uh, like I knew the name Diane Nash through, um, historical footage, um, and I knew her story, but I was so surprised that no one has ever done a picture book on Diane Nash. I mean, we talk right. about everybody around her when right. she's walking, she's walked with all the big leaders. She's one of them. Yeah. And, um, but no one, um, has actually done it. And I was speaking with a friend of mine, um, who's the author of Sandra Neal Wallace, we had done right. a book on Ernie Barnes. Right. And I and we talked about, well, what's the next project? I said, and we both came up with um, Diane Nash. Right. Because, you know, it's just, it was so stark that no one has done it. And right. the power that she possessed at such a young age, young 20 year old, yeah. 19 year old, just yeah, I courageous. Mean I think I'm embarrassed to say that I hadn't even dived that deep into Diane Nash. And I consider myself, you know, somebody who is an advocate for the culture. So just this book alone opened my eyes. I know it's written towards children, but there's so much about her life that I feel it like could be inspiring to adults too. Like she basically was a teenager who pushed back against the system in the South at the time, the very racist system in the South. Absolutely. That tried to, you know, put these laws in the effect that you couldn't sit there and you couldn't go there. And, and she pushed back with what she had. So I really appreciate what Sandra Neal Wallace has done with uh, historical fi figures like that. Basically putting them out into the open and saying, hey, did you know about this person? Let's explore their life together as children and adults. Absolutely. I, I was just astounded that if you take uh, a college kid, a young 20 year old, 19 year old, and she convinced her contemporaries. Right. Going to college. Look, let's do this sitting. Let's integrate this lunch counter. Let's, yeah. We're going to basically put our life on the line because anything can happen. Right. You no. Know? And so she led the way and right. she took on, she bore the responsibility of their lives because they put their lives in her hands. Right, right. You and she, she probably changed some adult minds too. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, they were young adults, but still very, very young. And, you know, to think about it, it was a lot of kids that were the first in their whole family to even go to college. Right. And now they're going to risk it, everything right. Right. to do this bigger cause. So it was, it was quite, a, quite amazing. And and so courageous. I mean, there's a there's a footage that says um, President Kennedy sent one of his assistants down to, to stop her. To, yeah. To try to talk her out of it. Yeah. And she basically said, we're ready to die. We're going right. anyway. Oh, and I'm getting the chills. 
I'm yeah, getting like, so that's... deep in thinking about that. Like, you know, we take so much for granted now. Um, but yes, she was putting her life on the line with the choices that she was making. She was inviting people who are were white, other races to join her in her battle. And yes, anything could happen. Like now we get, you know, we sit and we watch it happen on the TV or we we hold up a sign down at the courthouse or whatever. But right. literally her life was in her hands at that time and she risked it all. Absolutely. And so if that story and her story is worthy to be told and, and dissected. A picture book is not just to be read and just a pretty picture book. A picture book is something that you um, do a deep dive because you got to read the pictures, too. Right. Um, and there's a visual storyline that takes place in, in it. And so there's areas when it's really super pronounced, even to the cover, where, yeah. you, where it says love is loud. That's right. an amazing statement. Right. You that know. was going to be my next my next deep dive sure. there, because love is loud. I mean, that means so many things. But for me, when I picked it up, it made me think love is vocal. It's not passive. It's not. Right. It's an active emotion. It's an action. Right. It's Absolutely. Loud. Yeah. And it bears it bears strength. It's not meek. It's not, you know, timid at all. It's 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 loud. It's blaring at mid It's blaring at midnight. It's all those things. And it speaks across, I think, across all subgroups, because it's telling us as Black people in the world what we should be looking for as we are trying to change this world. It's also speaking to people who are not Black and saying, if you really believe in this cause, vocal, vocal output is needed, vocal agreement, vocal change, um, actions are needed. Love is loud if you really believe in this cause of equality. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because also you got to realize it's not just us. It's all of us. It's all of us. You know, it's all you of know, us. We're all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. You know, you know uh, the kids who might listen to this too, you know, you are so powerful, much more powerful than, you know, um, there are white people in those, in those sixties, in, in the freedom rides with Diane that, you know, also risked their lives. Yeah. Who also were probably shunned by some of their contemporaries because they were vocal and spoke out um, who probably stopped getting police protection because they were vocal and spoke out about laws that they didn't agree with. So I just want the young people who are listening to know that you have more power than you give yourself credit for. And sometimes it's just going against what you think, you know, people expect you to do. So yeah. that being said, Brian, mm-hmm. tell me how you, as an author and illustrator, got started. Well, once the text is written, as an illustrator, what I do is a thumbnail sketch or a storyboard mm-hmm. about and that indicates what happens on each page, each, each spread, but it's a real loose uh, interpretation of it, and it's normally drawn. Now, mm-hmm. I paint in watercolor and collage, so my sketches look very, very different from the actual finished pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next step for me is to find actors to, to step into place and do it. Yeah, I was so blessed. My oldest daughter, Haley, um, posed. she's an act. She she's actually an actress as well. But um, she looked a lot like Diane Nash when Diane was nineteen. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. And the hair. The only difference was different eye color. But okay. They look just alike, so uh, she posed for the book, and oh, and she's used to doing. She's grown up. I've done forty six books, so she's 46? been in a lot of. Yeah. Wow. And she's your muse. She's your muse. She and the other. I have three daughters. So oh wow! All the kids have been in, and the kids in the neighborhood, 
here where we live in um, the Hudson Valley, New York. Yeah. They've been in my books as well. So, I so you draw them. from your life, essentially. Yes. Because I want the kids that, that pick it up to see somebody that they can recognize or go to school with or in their neighborhood. I want them to see themselves. Right. Basically. Right. So that's one of my motivations for doing it that way. So your kids must have access to a lot of information because you're writing and illustrating some of these books, co-writing and illustrating some of these books. So do you feel as a father that, you know, of, of children, of your black father? Do you yeah. feel like they know a little bit more than other people when it comes to historical figures? Well, well, they know as much as I can give them, um, but they also know they get a chance to do a, a rare experience where we're going to reenact it. We're going to yeah. set up the scene and talk about it and I'll talk about wow. emotion and what I'm looking for and what happened at this particular time. And they get to experience it that way. Oh, wow. You know? I mean, yeah. that that's that's really cool, Brian. I don't think a lot of kids get that kind of experience. You know, you look at a picture book, in this case, Love is Loud, and it's so much more than a picture book. The books, like you said, you know, the, the text is enhanced by the pictures and vice versa. But you're able to put that down and then kind of, you know, potentially forget about it, God forbid, you know, whereas yeah. your kids are actually being able to be immersed, you know, yeah. in, in the experience. And that experience gets even pronounced even more as they get older and really see the magnitude of what it looks like and what it feels like to be in a picture book right. as a kid. Now imagine if you and I, when we were really young, were in picture books, how different we would be. You know, that's amazing because we <laughs> never saw ourselves. Right. It looked like us, not right. Dick and Jane and all that stuff. We didn't see us. Right. Picture book as a change maker. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what I'm excited about. When you grow up, even when you go to the point where you, she has, they have their own family and kids and they read to their children and they show them these books because the printed word and the image is a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. And so they can zoom back to their childhood and yeah. experiences and see, see how wonderful and how big a bigger deal that really is so right there were there's proof right it lives forever yes lives forever Absolutely. um and diane you know people don't know this diane is still doing her thing in chicago right she's still an activist yes. for fair housing she's still making it happen she's still around absolutely and it's so funny um i'm originally from the eastern shore of maryland and she was down at salisbury university in maryland near my hometown wow but i was there a week before her and oh. at our time, our things got crossed. I would have loved to be there to talk with her because I was in early in stages of making the book, and but I never got a chance to. So hopefully, I'll get a chance to um, have a, a meeting encounter with her. That would love that. Well, maybe you can come back here and we can have Diane on with you. Okay. You chat. You we and Sadra and Diane could just chat together about this book. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so awesome. <laughs> so is she aware that this book exists about her life? I'm not, I think so. I think Sandra had sent us some information, but I'm not quite sure. But I would love to know. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, talk about, about uh, an ode to your life. You find out that somebody has written this about you. Right. I think sure. that is extraordinary. That's extraordinary. So let's talk about, too. I mean, what you do is not, you know, when you're growing up, you're taught you can be this, you can be this, you can be this. And yet here you are in a creative field 
making it happen as a black man in the world, right? You never know who's listening to you going, wait, I like to draw and I like to tell stories. What, what would you say to young boys and girls who might have that inside of them? Well, I I do that. I I travel around the country. I do school visits all over the country and I talk to young people and, and I explain to them all the creative things that they do on a regular basis that they don't even recognize. And, and these are things that both I do and they do that, that connect us, you know, creative decisions, you know, and then we talk about what it means to be a dream walker Mm. because that's what I am. It's creating from moment to moment and building story. That's, I labeled that as being a dream walker because I'm dreaming these imagery, this imagery, and I'm putting it together. Whether it be historical fact or not, that creative process, I wake up with it and I go to sleep with it. I love that. You call it dream walking. Yeah. That's my next book, too. I'm doing a book called Dream Walking. Oh, cool. And is it going to be geared towards children? Absolutely. It's going to be a picture book, a long form picture book. Yeah. Oh, dream walking. I like that. I like that context. Yeah, there are a lot of kids out there who are really on the fence who may not think that, you know, there's a place for them to actually earn money doing what they love. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, no, there is. And it's there's called absolutely this. space <laughs> for them. It's a lot of space. You got to yeah. just be courageous enough to not get talked out of your dream. Right. Right. You know? Yes. The naysayers will show up. They, yeah, you know. they always do. Yeah. They always do. So what's <laughs> next on the horizon for you? I mean, are you doing any tours with this book or just are you I know that you're writing a Dreamwalkers book. What else is coming up for you? Well, yeah, um, I'm doing book school visits um, with with this particular book. And I'm also um, starting a book, um, James Earl Jones, his childhood. Oh, cool. I'm excited about that as well. So, Oh, man. Who's going to do his voice? <laughs> oh, uh, no one can do his voice. No one can do his voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. You know what's beautiful about that, too? A lot of kids don't know who these people are. You know, yeah. we're of a certain age. I know who that is. But you say, hey, do you know this voice? This is who this is, you know? Right. Or, well, you know, you're able to sit at this lunch counter now and just walk wherever you want to go. Somebody had to fight for that. And this Absolutely. is what it is, you know, it's very Absolutely. Cool. So you're doing these tours through, what are the dates? What we should be looking for you? Um, actually, I'm going to be in Chicago at some point uh, in two weeks, but I'm going to um, Columbus, Ohio um, in parts of February. I don't have my calendar in front of me, but um, I will be um, doing doing that as well as um, Dayton, Ohio, and then parts of New York, schools in New York as, as well. So okay. I'm, I'm zipping all around Washington, D.C., definitely. I'm going to be doing um, so you're gonna international be school. In the Northeast and Midwest, the dead of winter? <laughs> yeah, that's the game. That's the game. You got to keep moving. Okay. So what do you want to leave listeners with? I mean... Think well, about it. This the takeaway, is your legacy, too, you know, your takeaway. Yeah. What's your takeaway? The takeaway for this is that um, there are stories that have always been in, right in front of us all along. Um, and creativity and stories are all around us. And the job of the writer in the picture book is to illuminate them. So my job, that's what, exactly what I'm doing. Diane Nash is, is a treasure. Yes. And we got to give her flowers now 
now. You know, and let the world know this is a tapestry of information that we're connecting. We have Dr. King, a lot of books on uh, King and a lot of um, Mrs. Parks and all the things that happened, but there are a lot of players around that the, we need to fill in the blanks to tell this full tapestry and narrative mm-hmm. of a certain point in, in, in history in America. Yeah. You know, so yeah. there's so many stories that haven't told. That's why I'm excited because I can't I can't wait to get to the next one and to the next one because it's all a chain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna connect this this whole thing together. So where can we find the book? Amazon? Where else? You can find it on Amazon, um, uh, Barnes and Noble, all your mom and pop bookstores, the small independent. Don't forget the independent bookstores. They're the, they're Please the powerful don't. ones. Yeah, they, we need we yeah. need them. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So they're okay. on the shelf. It's on the shelf now and available. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to make sure that listeners know this. And, you know, I'm also going to connect with you about any tour dates that you have. So listeners will know that too. Maybe somebody wants to come and meet you and bring their child to come and meet you. Um, It'd be wonderful. I'm just putting this out there, Miss Nash. He's going to be in Chicago. If you guys could get together, that'd be wonderful. Let us know how that goes. (laughs) I certainly will. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much, Brian. Take care. And I really, from the bottom of my heart, I am so appreciative of the work that you're doing for this. So thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Brian Collier, for sitting down and chatting with us. I uh, love your work. Guys, you can find Brian's books anywhere that you find books, Amazon, indie bookshops, like he said. This Love is Loud book is vividly illustrated and tells the story of Diane Nash. Look into her. She is a change maker and has used her whole life for making progress against inequality. So very proud to know of her now. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Mm-hmm.